Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is James 1, 19-27. So how did it go yesterday, counting your trials as joy? When something went wrong yesterday, did you go, ugh? Or did you go, yes, which one was it for you? And let's be honest, that's something we're all growing in. That is not something that comes naturally. And we talked about how trials will test your faith. And we will see, is your heart and your trust in God and his goodness, is it undivided or is it perforated, right? Is it going to tear when pressure is applied? Trials are going to test whether your faith is whole or not. Another thing that we'll focus on today that will be tested when trials come is your humility. Your humility is going to be tested. And we're going to see that in a few ways today. Uh, And the first way that we're going to see humility either shown or tested in the midst of trials is really through anger and what your response is. Uh, Our passage today begins picking up right from yesterday where it talks about we shouldn't really blame God for our temptations. We should remember he gives us every good and every perfect gift. It starts off today, know this, my beloved brothers, let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Man, that's that's loaded in those verses. Uh, It starts really with reminding us, I mean, maybe you heard this from your parents, maybe you heard this from teachers growing up, but... God gave us two eyes and two ears and one mouth. So maybe we need to be quiet more and look more, watch more, listen more. And here God tells us, be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger. Now, this is a good rule of thumb in any situation. You can think of interpersonal conflict, for instance, be quick to hear slow to speak, and slow to anger. That, that's a good recipe for peacemaking. But I think we also need to consider this in the context of our trials. Many times when we are in trial, we are quick to blame God. Like we saw yesterday, we're quick in our trials to get angry. Something goes wrong. I deserve better than this. A, a humble heart is going to say, you know, I'm going to be quick to hear, I'm going to be slow to speak, and I'm going to be slow to anger. Take a moment now and just honestly evaluate yourself in this, whether it's with trials, whether it's with conflict, how would you rate you're slow to get anger. You know how they rate cars and one of the stats they'll give you for a car is zero to 60. And for a car, you know, you want that to be a short time. This goes zero to 60 real fast. What's your zero to 60 time with anger? How, how fast do you go from I'm just living my life calm to I am mad? 
how quickly do you get there? And that's where if that's a if that's a short amount of time, that's not that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for a long zero to sixty time when it comes to us and our hearts and with anger, especially anger directed at other people. Honestly, what is your zero to sixty time? for your heart and for your anger. And what I want to suggest to you is that a quick zero to 60 time, a quickness to get angry reflects a lack of humility and anger. And there is such a thing as righteous anger. Of course, we see that in the Bible. If we're honest, I think that is such a small percentage of the anger that you and I deal with, especially if it's in conflict and often in the midst of trials. Many times that is sinful anger. That kind of anger, I would say, is fundamentally an expression of pride. I know what's best, I deserve what's best, and I'm not getting that, so I am angry. That is a proud and arrogant response, and that should not be our go-to in times of conflict or times of trial. And the words that need to stick out to many of us more than they do really are those words at the end of verse 20. The anger, or really all of verse 20, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Husbands and wives, consider that. You you may feel even wronged. You may feel sinned against. Well, guess what? You getting angry is not going to solve the problem. It's not going to bring about the righteousness of God. Parents, getting angry at your children, it's not going to produce the righteousness of God. That is not what God is calling you to. And many times our anger represents us taking matters into our own hands instead of faithfully doing what God has called us to do. And that is not humble. And that's where often that will be tested in times of trial. So we need to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Because the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. What what will lead us towards what God wants is what we see there in verse 21. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness. Anger is not going to produce the righteousness of God, but a a humble putting away of your own sin will. And, And many times I think that's what sparks the anger. Uh, It could be a trial or it could be conflict with others. And what it is doing is revealing our sin. And we don't like that. So we get angry. We blame someone else. We, We act as if the problem is somewhere else. And we get angry instead of humbly removing the wickedness and the filthiness from our hearts. And then we need to receive, it says, with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Instead of being quick to say what we think and being quick to get angry, we need to be quiet and listen to the word of God and receive it there with meekness, which is connected biblically even with humility. We need to receive God's word with humble, gentle hearts. And really with the focus on us, many times what anger does is it gives what my pastor used to call the L-shaped amen, where going up, I'm saying, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. But then there's a spot at the bottom. Well, then I'm pointing out to someone else. Yes, Lord, amen. They need to hear it over there. 
And that's not what we need. We need to receive the word with meekness, with an eye first and foremost on ourselves. How do I need to apply God's word? And that's what most of the rest of the chapter then is about. We need to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. And that connects back to that statement of being quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. How often when we read the Bible is the focus not really on us? Oh, I'm quick now to give my opinion on this passage, and I'm quick to point out who all in the world needs to hear this passage instead of being quiet and examining my own heart and considering how I need to apply this passage. Reading the word with a focus on others is probably the quickest way you can become a hypocrite. And that is not what God wants from us. That is not what God is calling us to. We need to be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. When all you do is uh, you're quick to give opinions on the word and talk about how others could do it better, you're actually tricking yourself. And then it gives that illustration. You're like the man who goes and looks in the mirror and sees that your hair is off, sees that you've got like chocolate on your on your face from something that you ate, that there's a piece of lettuce still stuck between your teeth. And, and you look at yourself and you're like, man, there's a lot of ugly people in this world. People need to take better care of themselves. And you walk off without doing anything to yourself, without fixing your hair or wiping up that chocolate or uh, flossing and getting that lettuce out from between your teeth. You need to look at the word like a mirror and not a mirror through which you can see everyone else's problems, but a mirror through which you can correct what is sinful and wicked and filthy in your own life. And we want to look into the perfect law. It says in verse 25, the law of liberty and perseveres, not being a hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. He will be blessed in his doing. When you, even in the midst of trials, approach God's word with humility, seeking to put away your own sin, seeking to learn and seeking to do what God says, you will be blessed. You will be blessed. And so even more in times of trial, you need to hold on tight to the word of God. You need to hold on to the word of God with humility, with an eagerness to see what, what God is showing you in this perfect mirror and being eager to fix it. Now, I think the chapter ends with a few examples. We want to be doers of the word and you're not a doer of the word um, you know, here's kind of three tests to show whether or not you're, you're a doer of the word. One is, well, do you bridle your tongue? You, you can read the Bible all day, but if you are speaking with a, with a filthy mouth and, and your mouth is uncontrolled, well, you're not doing what the word says then. Now, another thing he points out is those that are actually doers of the word that are practicing real religion that's pure and undefiled, they're going to take care of, of people that are in real need. And the Biggest biblical examples of people in real need are orphans and widows, right? People that are doers of the word aren't just going to read it and, you know, think about everybody else's problems. They're going to read it and seek to take care of people that need to be taken care of. And finally, it says, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Doing the word will cause us to turn away from worldly and sinful things. So, Let's keep going with rejoicing under trials. 
Uh, Let us make it a conscious effort to rejoice when trials come along because our faith is being tested, but also our humility is being tested. And when we find, whether it's through a trial and some circumstance or whether it's through a trial that's showing itself in conflict with other people, we want to be slow to speak, quick to hear, and we want to be slow to anger and humbly going to God's word and listening to what he has to say and not just listening, but seeking to be doers. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.